Oh, you go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're going to dive right into this exciting third episode of Becca's season. Yeah. yeah. Still coming in from North Carolina. <laughs> Be prepared for some terrible accents all around. All right. Well, let's get into this. So David and Jordan are still at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. Um. I was saying earlier that I think it's really impressive that I hate David more than Jordan. And I can't really even put my finger on why, except... So it was interesting because at one point in this episode, uh, Jordan makes the comment that David has a silver... Like, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I'm not like David just because I don't have a silver spoon coming out of my ass, I believe is the way that he... He, like, messes it up. Mm -hmm. But uh, he does mention David being associated in some way with a silver spoon. And I think that is it. Like, David kind of reeks of some sort of, like, snooty privilege, even though I don't think that he's done anything to, or to, like, directly make me think that i mean he came in a chicken costume right well i was gonna say it's chicken privilege right (laughs) i feel like it'll come out that his dad is like president of tyson or something (laughs) (laughs) right that's thus the whole chicken gag um because i feel like that but that's my point being that i can't really put a distinct pin a distinct reason for why I dislike David so much and I also dislike Jordan right. like, I don't like him either it's a tight race but yeah no I agree he comes across as really unlikable and part of it's like he won't let this stupid thing go and he's doing what bachelor contestants who mess themselves up always do which is getting caught up in a stupid drama and then also going and talking to Becca about it I mean mm-hmm. we're jumping ahead but so Jordan says that he had 4,000 matches on what, Tinder or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and, and, uh, Jordan, or I'm sorry, David goes and like tattles to Becca that mm-hmm. he's on Tinder a lot, which like, that's not even a conflict. Jordan's it, correct when he says that that's a bitch move. It was a bitch he's move. Right. right. Well, and David was like, I'm not one to throw anyone under the bus, but, and then immediately goes to throw Jordan under the bus. Yeah. Cheers to you being a bitch, David. It's a bitch move. Well, we'll get there because some of the dialogue from that back and forth between the two of them was really choice. I know. We give our uh, podcast titles direct quotes from each episode. I feel like it's going to be tough, tough choice this episode. There was some... Uh, can we just put that entire transcript Maybe. verbatim as the to. title? Yeah, well, the last time I felt this way was when Waboom and Blake yeah. had their back Waka and forth. Waka. And we just had to put the whole thing <laughs> in because it was so great. It really doesn't even need commentary. And this... Oh, uh, hopefully hello. everyone can hear this bird. It's actually sitting on my shoulder right now. I'm feeding it out of my mouth. Um, hello, North Carolina. Well, anyway, so let, well, let's right. start at the beginning. Chris and Colton are talking about... Oh, wait. So, well, at the beginning, we do get some more discussion about Jordan and David. And I just want to say that David, uh, at one point at the beginning of the episode, says that um, he just doesn't think that Becca is going to be able to connect on an intellectual level with Jordan. Isn't he made that comment understand. last well, time I too, right? I think somebody else did. Somebody else was like, I think that uh, oh, they keep Jason? making comments about Becca wanting like 
an intellectual connection. It's not the impression that I get <laughs> right. of Becca. Let's sit and talk about uh, complex ideas all night. That's really what she seems to be after. Um, Chris and Colton are discussing the Tia issue, which we will get to a little bit more when we get on the group date, but I was very confused by that whole thing. Me too, and as Becca said, there are just too many unknowns. After watching this entire episode, I have no idea like how long Tia and Colton dated. I know they kissed. I have no idea how they met each other. Right. I kind of tuned out during some of it, so maybe some of that got covered. And again, we'll talk about it more on the group date. Um, and they are, so the group date is Wills, Jason, Jordan, David, Jean Blanc, and Colton. Oh, good job getting, I just wrote group of guys, mm-hmm. spa boys. And the card says, it's time to relax. Um, Colton is excited and he says, I just want a chance. And he says, if I were a betting man, I would say it's going to be the start of something great. And I am a betting man. So that's lucky for him that he's a betting man. Not only are the gentlemen ready to relax, so are the ladies. Hey, ladies. We've got little Becca, 12-year-old Becca. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do they let you into a spa at that age? You have to be accompanied she had to by be an, with adult. an adult. Yeah. Tia. She can't sit in the sauna. <laughs> she was doing one of those like teenage specials where they're like, we'll tell you how to take care of your skin. <laughs> And that wasn't a dig on her acne, although I realized after I said that 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 made perfect sense. (laughs) It was deeper than you thought it was. Uh, Cien, Caroline, Kendall, and Kendall's stuffed penguin. (laughs) If only. Yeah. Yeah, if only. I have to say, in general, so obviously they got a lot of mileage out of Tia coming back. But other than that, there really wasn't much value in bringing all of these girls back. Like, some of them, I don't even think talked on camera yeah. the entire time you know like I'm sure they had a good time and I know Becca wanted some insight from them but I feel like f- for television purposes we didn't get that much out of this I was happy to see Kendall it made me sure. remember how much I like her yeah sure and that's what I'm saying I wanted more like if you're yeah. gonna bring these people back like pe- really likable people yeah, I like mean, it's not Kendall's show I know but what's you know to have Kendall say nothing <laughs> be totally Kendall silent Kendall did talk <laughs> Kendall talked she said that she was watching the guys to see who was giving Becca attention. Okay, good, good. Okay, that was worth it. All right, so we'll see who was giving somebody attention. And they're and just was... there to provide moral support. That's true. Just a rock to and lean And Becca on. sounds really Minnesota because she says that she's so freaking excited that you're here. <laughs> um, so Becca does call Tia out. Uh, so I think like Becca kind of tells them what guys are going to be coming and Tia, you know, Tia just to me seemed kind of pissed off and maybe sad just to be there the whole time. Like she seemed really uncomfortable. I feel like she realized that it was clearly just a setup to like drum up this drama. Right. Well, and that's a good point because you don't really see that as much. You know, obviously Colton is walking into a trap, but so is Tia. You know, mm-hmm. you don't they don't play that up as much since there's not a romantic tension for her in the lead of the show. But that is an issue, you know, like that just kind of sucks for her. Like it's not a relaxing spa day after all. <laughs> it's anything but. <laughs> well, the spa basically looked like some sort of like 
tent that they had set up back behind the mansion. Um, it's also a meatpacking plant at yeah. night. Uh, yeah, our friend slash listener Katie noted that the um, like plastic tubs that they were using for the pedicures were purchased at the dollar store. She oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I like that she knew that, too. Did she identify that she via brand? Oh, she well. had this. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Anyway. Yeah, the Bachelor ex- spares no expense. Well, yeah. if you're going to get well, Richard Marks. Well, especially for Bachelorette. Like, yeah. Ew. If you're going to get Richard Marks to come on, you're really squandered your budget. <laughs> okay, so this is where we get a little bit more information on the Tia timeline. She says they dated before Ari's season on The Bachelor. She was in Wayner, Arkansas. He was in, I think she said Colorado, Yeah, right? she said Denver. So... How did they meet? She also said, <laughs> he's a great guy. We had a great time together, which I definitely took to mean, like, it was just a bunch of sex that they had. But then she said that all they did was kiss. Well, right. Well, that comes up later, right? Isn't Colton the one? He's still Colton a virgin. The, the, yeah. Supposedly. Suppo- oh, I see. Maybe there's... Apparently, well, we saw that in the previews of, like, upcoming on this season, that a bunch of the guys think he's lying about that. Oh, right. Playing it up. Well, anyways, we'll get to that in future episodes. But, yeah, I, I'm really unclear about how they met, how long they dated. I saw there were some articles where she kind of clears things up, but then I got bored and I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> I got distracted. Well, so they dated before she went on Ari's season, and then she said... I don't know. So I'm confused about whether he, like, decided to go on the show after he knew that she was going, or they were both set up to go on separately. Like, how soon, how far in advance do they line up contestants for the show? I don't know, because, you know, they it can't be that far in advance, right? Because didn't they say they had to, like, line up people special for Rachel's season, like, after Rachel was cut? from Nick's season. Like, I feel like it's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. This is why you need to read your Bachelor book to get all the inside dirt. No, I didn't read it. And here we are, our (laughs) dicks in our hands, not knowing what's going on. We have insider scoop. I don't think anybody knows what's going on. Um, Jason is talking to Colton. I feel like he was really trying to, like, kind of put out some Chris Harrison vibes. Yeah. he's like... How you feeling? How are you? Um, Colton just seems stressed out. And Tia yeah. seems stressed out. Yeah, it just seems unpleasant for everybody. Um, Meanwhile, Jordan says that on this group date, he is out there like a surgeon, just doing his thing. In his nice. element, yeah. Um, we do need to mention really briefly that Becca forgets Jason's name. Which I really liked because, first of all, I forgot Jason's name as well. And because that must happen a lot. Like, I'm surprised that they don't, like, have, like, a cue card, like, in the, you know, limo that drives her there, whatever. Like, okay, these are the guys that are there. Here are their pictures. Well, there was a bachelor. I can't remember which one it was. Maybe Jason. Um,. Uh, but he chose the wrong. There were double names. Oh, yep. And he chose the wrong one. And then, and he like was up up front about it, and they sw- like that girl got cut. The other, if, if it was two Ashleys, he was like, 
I chose the wrong Ashley. And then she had to give her rose back. I think you just got to roll with it at that I feel point. So, yeah, yeah. Me too. Or just like say, you know what? I need one more rose. There's, I got to keep both Ashleys. <laughs> you know, just Chris Harrison I can facilitate so anything. Like if you go through the embarrassment of that as the lesser Ashley, you should just right. be allowed to stay. You don't want to be the poor man's Ashley and have it called out in front of everybody. But really, I mean, like last season... When we had, what, five Lauren? Yeah. It's hard to remember what initials go with which girl. Sure, I certainly couldn't keep them straight. Um, okay. Okay, so to the cocktail hour after the date. Or All the as guys part of the date. have their nails painted. Some of them took it off, though, didn't they? Did Jordan take his off? It's just, it's, I mean, you have to. You're not a man if you have that on. I mean, he'll watch chick flicks. No, with Jordan big... had his on because he was like... Flaring them out when he somebody was, oh right somebody took it off probably I think. but Jean Blanc uses it right away to like show his nails and then pull Becca away mm-hmm. and the guys oh. feel like they got played because Jean Blanc had previously said that it's uh, we've had like a good good feeling all day like everybody's been polite everybody's been respectful let's keep that going and then he takes Becca first and the guys were like. Oh. Oh. We just got played. Like, somebody has to take her first. <laughs> right. And, like, how long was she gone? Five minutes? You know. just feel like all the guys on this season especially seem to be flabbergasted by some of the, like, clear Bachelor standbys. The very basic process of yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, so, she, Jean Blanc, not much is there. He says, you're definitely something I'm passionate about. And that rubbing Becca's feet was truly epic. Mm. Do you feel like I feel that way when I rub your feet? That it's truly an epic. Like you feel I do that every way? time. Yeah, I don't feel every that, time. <laughs> it's an epic experience. Becca um, makes out with Jean Blanc. Mm-hmm. She makes out with uh, Jason. Yeah, he handles the name confusion thing with class. Yeah, I actually liked him on this episode, and that's not to say that I disliked him on others, but he did just kind of meld into the background, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I liked him. I thought like he was laughing about it, and um, he was cute. Yeah, that's what uh, Becca says too. She's got she a little, crush, a little on crush on him. Yeah, she's crushing on him hard. Um, all right. So at this point in the group date, the guys are told that Jordan had 4,000 matches on Tinder and a 100% rating, <laughs> approval rating? Or so, match ra- so, yeah, so. We, when we were watching this, I feel like it just made us seem old. Cause right. We were like, it made, it was very clear that neither one of us has a, a totally clear idea of how Tinder of works. Of how Tinder works. So what he appeared to be saying, because at first I misunderstood, I thought that 4,000 people liked him, which is impressive. But then it turned out that it was he liked 4,000 people. Well, it's that they both, it's like Rush. So oh, like, I see. They chose him and he chose them. I see, gotcha. So the 100% rating, I think, is like... It would go down if he tried to match with a girl and she said no. And she swiped whatever direction is the bad direction to swipe. Uh Uh-huh. Diagonal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, yeah. And uh, so David really keys in on this um, and starts asking a bunch of questions. And uh, first Jordan tries to play off. He's like, if I'm answering my competitor's questions, I'm taking him seriously. Mm -hmm. He tries to just not engage about this at all. Yeah, and I mean, I thought that Jordan seemed like the more mature person 
in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like he, I feel like, I mean, who knows what he did off camera, but to his credit, he wasn't like bragging about it. You know, I mean, obviously he brought it up to someone since they knew to mention it. Right. But I just felt like David kept bringing it up and was just like needling him about it and so clearly trying to get a rise. Right, over something kind of lame, too. Because it's also like, I mean, there, there's something impressive about getting that many matches on, too. It's not like, well, right. like who it's cares? something embarrassing, you know? Um, and well, and it was weird, too, because it was clear the other guys were not behind him. And he was like, I'm glad I can speak for everybody. Yeah. And then when he was like, I'm glad we're having a laugh about it. And then no one is laughing. <laughs> not him, not the other guys, not Jordan. Um, though the other guys were really like uh, Wells or Wills. It's Wills, Wills. right? Mm-hmm. Um, was like having a great time watching Just this watching. unfold. Yeah. yeah. Which I understand. Um, yeah, so let's get some of these quotables in here. So some of this is before, like, they have a little argument about it. Uh, David goes and talks to Becca and does the mistake, you know, the classic mistake of spending his whole time talking about Jordan. And then Becca comes out and says, like, 4,000 tender matches, Jordan, high five. Which was a good move on Becca's mm-hmm. part. Like, you know, it's really Acknowledge not... Acknowledge it, yeah. Make a joke of it, let it go. Um, and then Jordan and David have some more back and forth. Um, so yeah, let's get some of these some of these quotables in here. Jordan tells David that he is the skeleton of a man, <laughs> uh, and he says, "Thank you for showering me with attention. This is exactly what I want." Though David does have part of the problem is his delivery because he did have what should have been a funny thing when like Jordan was kind of glaring at him, and David was like, "What is this? The pensive look? Is this the Clint Eastwood look?" And I feel like a, another candidate or another contestant could have made that funny. Yeah. and playful and it just didn't work and it was something about his delivery or like he was too angry about it um he's just being a jerk yeah and not clever and not no, for no right, reason exactly. like it wasn't funny yeah this is this reminds me a little bit of like when evan really like wouldn't let stuff go with chad and like you should have liked evan better but he was just being such a bitch that you ended up hating him too <laughs> you know i feel yeah. like it's the same kind of thing Though um, you have uh, the whole thing about Jordan being a Wilhelmina. Is mm-hmm. that right? Wilhelmina, Wilhelmina model? Yeah. yeah. I don't think you know what that means. I, I did not know what that means, actually. It's just a modeling company. I knew mm-hmm. what that meant. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to wreck my image, you'll never succeed because my image is me. It's airtight logic, really. <laughs> <laughs> There's no uh, way. Yeah. I'm just going to start saying to you, cheers to you being a bitch. <laughs> I feel like this is a sound bite that I need in my life. Yes, absolutely. Like that's a that's memeable right there. That needs to be on um, Twitter as a meme. Um, and then, of course, the attached to me is professionality quote. Just this whole dialogue is pretty incredible. I feel like you couldn't. Someone must have punched this up, you know, because it's so like stupidly awesome. Um, but yeah, they um, they have a little fight, and then who ends up getting the rose? Not uh, oh oh Colton, right? Um, yeah, so back Colton to the Colton and Becca stuff. Talk it out. They patch things up. Um, he says that he wants to start off with openness. He doesn't want trust to be questioned. That he knows that that's been a problem with um, her relationship with Ari, and she just like totally buys into it. Gives him the rose. Well, this is what we talked about last time. Kicks that, Tia to the curb. That pays off this time is that he got out in front of his controversy. Yeah. And initially it seemed like that was a bad move, and now it pays off. 
yeah. that he did that. So, yeah, he did. Um, he in the end, it worked out for him. So he gets the rose. Um, Jordan announces that he's going to start being quote extremely implicit with his strategy against David. I don't think that Jordan knows what words mean. <laughs> <laughs> Most words, I don't think he knows what they mean. Um, but yeah, so we'll see this implicit strategy unfold a little later in the episode when, without giving too much away, Jordan magically makes David hurt himself. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, all right, so uh, Chris gets a one-on-one date, mm-hmm. and uh, who do they go into the stu- uh, record studio to see? Well, I want to say that they're on their way, and they so they go to Capitol Records. You're jumping forward a little. Oh, okay, I missed a spot um, in my notes. They go to Capitol Records. They are wearing Becca's wearing like a silver leather blazer, and Chris is wearing a '90s style New Kids on the Block jean jacket there are a lot of 90s fashions i mean I we've been talking about this for a long he time he looks like he came out of the hanging tough video yeah absolutely like he was pulled from in a cool world style situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um which is appropriate because as you noted they come into this the recording studio and richard marx is there yeah hey at least a recording artist we've heard of yeah. Yeah, so there's that. I call total bullshit on the idea that they both recognize him. Oh, absolutely. There's no yeah. way. Yeah. I feel like um, it was like a middle school dance, though, all over again with Right Here Waiting playing in the background. I feel like that's the last time I've heard Right uh, Here Waiting. Is that a middle school dance in which I stood awkwardly with my friends? And you danced with your cousin? <laughs> that was my prom. I'm too young for that. We don't. Richard Marks. I mean, right here waiting. It was like late. like early '90s. Uh, I would say late. Okay, late Google 80s. it. Let's get in on that. I would say I'm gonna say '91. '89. '89. Good job. Yeah. Boom. All right. I guess I was just late to the party. <laughs> <laughs> Three years later, it's like, have you guys heard this Richard Marks song? It's amazing. Um. Becca does say she's had right here waiting in her mind all day long. I'll give Becca $5 if she can name another Richard Marks song. <laughs> I can't. I, I Googled it to see what other hits there were to try to put a Twitter joke up, and I didn't even recognize any of the other ones, Aww. so I couldn't make a Twitter joke about it. Um, then they sit down at the piano, and Richard Marks starts singing right here waiting. and well, She asks him to play it. Mm-hmm. Well, and Becca... Bless her heart. She's terrible. She's terrible. Oh my god. Yeah. Like why you can't she can't think that she has a good voice. No, no. Why would you willingly like sing on television? Oh <laughs> uh, well he was like, take it, Becca. So oh, you know, maybe she didn't ask for like, it. It's but very awkward. Very awkward. Um speaking of awkward, Richard Marx is going to help them write their own love song. Yeah, and um, he says that they have to be vulnerable. Chris doesn't seem excited, and I agree. I mean, it seems like a weird first date to have when they don't even know each other. Like, 
now write a song about this person. Well, and they introduced it in a weird way, too. They're like, this is the song of your love story. If it was just like, let's write a song about each other. Or about or like like a, wh- where you are in the show. Right. Or... Which is kind of what ends up happening. Yeah. You know, and that's fine. I just think they introdu- they made it too high stakes. It was yeah. like, write a passionate love song. And it just ended up being like, I'd like to get to know you better. <laughs> is basically how the song goes. Um, so Chris freaks out. He goes and talks to, to Ross Geller to about it. What? This is my Crazy Eddie joke. Crazy Eddie. Seamless Friends reference. Oh. Isn't that his... Yeah. Hey, really good. Meh. It would have made more it. sense if he had talked to Chandler. Yeah, they but he roommates. was... Oh, I thought it was Ross's roommate. Ooh, friend expert. Yeah, over here. All right. Well, anyways. Ross um, lives by himself. All right. All right. Anyways. Crazy Eddie replaces Joey. And Joey gets it in his head that because he's a Days of Our Lives actor, he needs to get his own place. So Joey moves out, buys himself an expensive apartment. Crazy Eddie moves in. Boom. That's some friend's knowledge right there. Dropped it. Yeah. I knew that there was a character named Crazy Eddie that was someone's (laughs) roommate. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Chris... Uh, tells a really sad story about how it's hard for him to be vulnerable because a few years ago he wrote... So his parents divorced when he was young, and a few years ago he wrote his dad a letter just saying, like, telling him, I guess, kind of about himself and saying that he wanted his dad in his life, and he just said that his dad shot him down. Yeah. Which I feel like, what did he... He just, like, returned it to say. <laughs> Address unknown. <laughs> he um, just wrote back, no. You leave suck. me alone. Well, that was. Um, you almost wonder. I have enough friends. <laughs> uh, you almost wonder if they picked him for this to exploit this because it's such a fitting, relevant like pain in his past. Because at first, when he was like, "I don't want to do this," I was like, "Oh, wah. And then he told a story that was like, "Oh, that is like relevant to this situation." Um, but he overcomes I mean, his I fears. guess. Kind of. Well, I mean, it's close enough. It's like, I don't want to put my thoughts on paper because I got rejected the last time I did. It's, yeah, all right. All it's right. more relevant than uh, if Ray, it had been Raven and she talked about hitting that woman with a shoe. <laughs> now that's a song I'd like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that's a country song right there. Yeah. I'm surprised that Raven hasn't gone like country artist yet. That's coming. All right, Becca writes about Chris bringing out her smell on a rainy day. Chris writes about breaking down walls and opening up. And Richard Marks does a slow clap after Chris gives his lyrics. That pretty much just seems like he's being a total dick. (laughs) Richard Marks. Well, it seemed earnest because uh, Becca's face was very sincere. When she heard the lyrics, she had like a jaw drop, um, and Richard Marx was playing off of that. I um, choose to believe that Richard Marx was being is being an asshole. <laughs> he should use like some of his like I've been right here waiting for you to write a lyric all day. <laughs> then they go to dinner. Not Richard Marx. Uh, I feel like the slow clap that he does was like on the Breakfast Club when. Um, when Claire puts on lipstick with her bra, and have you I don't, seen yeah, we watched it together, but I don't remember this happening. It. Yeah, because they're like all being vulnerable, and um, 
who's the who's the bad boy in that movie? What Charlie Sheen is Charlie Sheen in it? Now Emilio no. Estevez. Emilio Estevez is in it. Charlie Sheen is in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's right. No, um, no. Gosh, dogged. <laughs> this is North Carolina. Gosh, dogged. It's Judd Nelson, and the character is Bender. Bender, okay. And he does a slow clap that really messes with the vulnerability of the moment. Ah, gotcha, yeah. Anyway, we're going to play that clip. Okay. Sounds good. I'll cue it up. Here it goes. Great. 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 anything else about that date well all i have yeah they went to dinner and then they go back and they dance to uh, richard marks again and then what happens trump and kim jong-un meet is this when it happens yes this is when it happens so oh my gosh guys the most dramatic season ever <laughs> includes trump and kim jong-un shaking hands awkwardly I feel like of trump's political transgressions and there have been many this is the greatest <laughs> what is interrupting our show yeah yeah absolutely though this i have to say is one of the most awkward get out of the limos that i've ever seen like don't you think trump should have like ridden in on a horse or like come in you know with a cardboard cutout of Oy. obama or something <laughs> coming in a chicken suit kim jong-un comes in as a dolphin <laughs> But tries to claim that it's a shark. <laughs> yeah, so ABC decided to show us just that, not the other 25 hours of the summit. Not Trump making a fat joke later, But it apparently. was enough for us to miss. Yeah, we missed the we end missed of our show. End, so we'll get there. So maybe, Trump, maybe you stopped North Korea from attacking us with nukes. But at this point, who cares? If I have to miss 10 minutes of The Bachelor, we might as well all die in a fiery inferno. Mm-hmm. At that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I'm going to have to miss some of it. So, we had one historic thing. But actually, you know, what was really historic about this episode um, is not Trump and Kim Jong-un, but I think that never before have two people been taken away in an ambulance on The on Bachelorette the bachelor? in eh. one episode. Yeah, I mean, that might we be get true. our stats people on it. That's the real historic occasion. Here. Yeah. Um, so let's get right to it. We have a... Um, so the second group date is announced... Um, including someone that they're all calling Johnny Tsunami. The software programmer. <laughs> that software guy, right? Is Johnny Tsunami uh, somehow? What was the name of the um, recording artist that comes on Saved by the Bell oh, who tells them not to do drugs? Not to do drugs. Johnny Bravo? Johnny, no, Johnny Bravo is a card. Johnny Danger? No, that's not right. Mm, Google that one, to too. Look this up, too. Yeah. It's like Johnny um, Karate or something. <laughs> <laughs> it might be Johnny Tsunami. It might be Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Dakota. Johnny Dakota. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, man, we um, really should have this stuff at the ready. But anyways, yeah, so um, I don't know where Johnny Tsunami comes from or why they would call it. Was, it was the software guy, right? Is that John? I don't know. Yeah, John. Yeah, right. John. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the group date is announced, and then 
Trump comes on, and then we go back to the show to a whole lot of drama. David is being carried out on a stretcher. Lincoln says none of us knew if he was going to make it. <laughs> Don't die. Please do not die. <laughs> Please, yeah. chicken man. <laughs> it was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, This is what? why in Nigeria we say never dress as a chicken. <laughs> Well, it's a good point. Um, um, they yeah, say there's blood everywhere, that it looked like he got attacked by a bear. Right, he's going on like a neck brace yeah. and like, yeah, strap. I mean, he really did look like, you know, someone had like beat the shit out of him. And you they're know? obviously like purposefully playing that oh, up. Oh, yeah. Because just before that happened, um, Jordan has spent a lot of time talking about how he's going to like make bad things happen to David. Right. Oh, yeah, we've got the um, the quote, I talk to God every day, and God knows if Jordan's got an issue with someone, 86 him. Yeah. Like, basically, they're implying that Jordan prayed for David to get hurt, and David did. Which That's is... how holy Jordan yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. If there's one person who's God's going to listen to, it's Jordan. Neither of us really believe in God, especially Ryan. But I think if we did, it would be this god who has, like, a role to play in The Bachelor. <laughs> right. Yeah, affecting the outcome in petty ways. Well, that's like, you know, one of the things where I was like, oh, maybe there is a god was when Fabio got hit uh, by a bird in the face while he was riding a roller coaster. Do you remember that? <laughs> like, he was riding a roller coaster and a goose hit him in the face. <laughs> Which Why apparently, just because it's like... That it's it's the same kind of god, just like <laughs> petty god. small things <laughs> that seem too random to be chance. Yeah, and apparently that actually happens a lot. People get hit in the face with birds well, when they're riding course. a roller coaster. I mean but, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Anyway, um, in fact, Jordan and David did not get in a giant <laughs> fight. So Harrison comes to Becca's hotel room and she's like, Chris, you're making me nervous. Because he says, there was an incident at the house last night. One of your guys, doesn't tell her which mm -hmm. one it was, right. was rushed to the hospital and is in intensive care. And Becca, of course, is like, well, which guy, right. Harrison? What's like, happening? Good yeah, Lord. It's David. And then Becca is like starting to tear up and she's like, who did this? <laughs> And Harrison says, he fell out of bed and he landed on his face. <laughs> Man, the setup is just perfect. It's like you were thinking of a Michael Scott quote. Ladies and gentlemen, I have some bad news. Meredith was hit by a car. What? What happened this morning in the parking lot? I took her to the hospital. And the doctors tried to save her life. They did the best that they could. And she is going to be okay. What is wrong with you? Why did you have to phrase it like that? Yes. But I was thinking of, like, the doctor on Arrested Development that always says things wrong. You know, like, it seems like it's like a comedy bit, you know, that's, like, mm -hmm. setting you up to think like... <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah. Um, oh, and this is another reason why I think that David is a spoiled brat is because he says the reason why he fell out of the bed is because he's so used to sleeping on a king-size bed. Oh. I'm so used to a huge bed, I can't even <laughs> sleep in a normal-size bed. <laughs> Without the luxury of a king-size bed. I just bed. roll right off. Yeah. 
without my goose down comforter just roll on the floor it's not even worth it oh god yeah no yeah so she calls him at the hospital oh god and he, he also does not sound like he needs to be in intensive care right i feel like he's really like carrie underwooding this situation what she got bit by that spider now that's um that other can that voice person who got bit by a brown recluse and whose face is all messed up now you carrie underwood fell yeah, she fell down a bunch of stairs. Oh, okay. And, like, went into hiding for three months <laughs> and then came back and had to have, like, apparently all of this reconstructive surgery, but she just looks exactly the same. <laughs> That's how good they are, reconstructive surgery now. David's going to have to get the same thing, or he could just wear the chicken costume for the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah, just to kind of hide his injuries. All right, um, we are having another sports date, so I pretty much tuned it out. Sure, yeah, some sports talk happens. I will say what's notable. So, again, this is one of my nightmare dates, you know, like the basketball date they had a while ago or the dodgeball date. I just feel like all of these, like I the would The dodgeball date looked like fun. It did look like fun. Not as much fun as smashing things up. Um, but... Um, yeah, our daughter is running in to show us images of cattle dogs, cattle dog puppies playing on the phone. Get out now of here. she's We're jumping doing on the really right. <laughs> we need to deal with this right now. Mommy and Daddy are doing work. <laughs> Go jump on the couch. Um, anyway, yeah, this is one of my nightmare dates, and I actually enjoyed the fact that Lincoln, this really buff guy. Is having trouble doing it yeah, as well. Yeah, he can't do like the crossover run, right? Which is interesting because I wonder about that sometimes. Like, I do feel like there's a breed of male who's very, very fit, but not necessarily like athletic. I feel like it's like anything else. Like, it just kind of depends on what you're good at. Like, mm-hmm. there are guys, for instance, I do Orange Theory, and there are guys that are super strong, but they're not fast, right? You know. Right. So I feel like just because Lincoln, I mean, God, Lincoln does have pretty, pretty good body. Yeah, sounds like he does. He's got big biceps. Yeah, he has huge biceps. He kisses them and says, I'm bringing I out know. the big guns. Yeah, sounds like you got pretty excited over there. I'm bringing out the big there. guns. And um, then he says he watches Clay, who's running with a parachute strapped to his I neck. I love that. And Lincoln says, wait, does that guy play for the National Football League? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just turned him, like, kind of Indian. <laughs> also, a little bit of Jamaican thrown in. Does that guy play for the National Football League? I, think, I can't do Nigerian. Well, here's what, what he we should Nigerian? do. He's Nigerian. Here's what we should do is in the break between Bachelor in Paradise and The Bachelor, we should devote ourselves to, like, acting accent classes Mm -hmm. so that we come back and we're just like blowing everybody away yeah i I think like 20 or 30 hours a week of accent work that's what you do on your sabbatical (laughs) just master all of the accents all Um, right the guys play and um clay appears to break his wrist (laughs) so clay who is in fact a uh player for the national football footballer yes as we talked about he breaks his wrist playing this dumbass bachelorette date <laughs> game. Imagine going back. I believe we found out he or the other guy, Colton, one of them is plays for the Saints. I think it was him. And um, imagine going back and like, well, Clay, how'd you hurt yourself? Oh, in a pickup football game for the bachelorette. the bachelorette. That's how I destroyed my career. I also want to say that Harrison is doing like a sports commentator bit. Like he's narrating the um, the game. Mm-hmm. 
And even when Clay breaks his wrist, he keeps narr- like commenting. Right. Like, oh, he's, he's really down now. Yeah. yeah. Like he, oh, his career is over. Like such an asshole. Yeah. Oh, this was a bad decision. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone else uh, on The Bachelorette now has uh, concussions and CTE. So um, that's unfortunate <laughs> for all of them. <laughs> Um, Clay gets the date rose after he gets, um, so he gets taken away, goes to the doctor, and it appears that he's probably okay. He's going to go back, what, the next day? The next day to get his surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Some bird now just flew into the screen. Birds are killing themselves for our podcast. He's, it's okay, everybody. It's not a Clay situation. He just flew right away. It's not, certainly not a David situation. Um, at this point, so he gets the date rose, says it's 100% his best date ever, and then things End take a show. turn for the worst, but we don't know how, yeah. because our show cut off. Thanks, Trump. Just yet, yet another screw up. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> I blame Obama for this in the end. Um, yeah, so apparently we Googled it, and apparently Clay leaves for the selfish reason of protecting his career over trying to find love on a television show. What an asshole. Yeah. Get your priorities straight. <laughs> All right. Which, I, I mean, I did like Clay. I'm sorry to see him go. Obviously, he made the right decision. Um, I liked Clay all right. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I feel like people he... on Twitter were like, no, not Clay. <laughs> Come back to us. Clay's no Kenny. Clay is no, well, nobody's a Kenny. Um, all right, well, that is our show, or most of it, um, plus some international diplomacy mm-hmm. thrown in. Um, so we'll see you again next week. Back, and, uh, back home. Back home, yeah. Unless one of it gets eaten by a, by a gator. bull shark riding a gator. <laughs> in which case, it'll just be a solo podcast. It'll just be me doing accents <laughs> with all that accent work that I'm doing. is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.